Adventure Travelers, and welcome to a very flirtatious episode of Tales of Devot. In honor of Valentine's Day, we're going to be discussing some of our favorite Genshin ships. But before we jump into it, I want to remind travelers to visit talesofdevot.com to check out all the awesome content we put together for Season 1 and to see some of our photos and information about the ships we talk about today. On our site, you can also find some awesome goodies, including artist spotlights from Season 1, wallpapers for download, and a way to check out some of our favorite Genshin merch. Finally, feel free to email us at talesofdevotpod at gmail.com to let us know what you think of this week's ships and what topics you'd like to see in Season 2 starting March 15th. But before we jump into our ships, and I know we've all been really gearing up for this because as most of you know, we're obsessed with ships in this game. (laughs) And I don't just mean the community, I mean us. (laughs) we have a smut chat where we just post smut of characters of age of of course (laughs) i'm too innocent for that yeah 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 shervies sure i have two quick questions before we jump into our ships my first question is who do you think is the most flirtatious character in this game kaya yaimiko yaimiko (laughs) (laughs) whoa wow i expected everyone to say lisa (laughs) god yeah you're right you're right yeah (laughs) i'm so second with yaimiko (laughs) okay all right i think she could flirt lisa under a table Yaimiko makes Goru so flustered. (laughs) Yeah, it's awesome. I think Yaimiko makes me flustered. (laughs) Yaimiko plays mind game. Like, you don't understand what's happening when she's flirting with you, whereas Lisa's just like (laughs) upfront about it. (laughs) I would take the upfrontness. I can't can't tell who's flirting or not. (laughs) And Kaya's a good one, too, Al. I think a lot of times we go right to like the flirty girl characters in the game, but Kaya's a giant flirt. Hazo's a flirt too. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, that's what I was gonna say. Isn't his like birthday voice line about like locking us up in a room? <laughs> Remember oh his hangout. Remember when he like just randomly whispers in our ear? Yeah, oh, like yeah. Yalan. Oh my goodness, oh, that was hot. I'm not gonna lie, that was hot. <laughs> that lantern, right, Yalan? Woof, oh. she's on fire. <laughs> It's so funny. Like, all the characters are so flirtatious with Traveler. Like, I don't think we've met a single character that doesn't, like, flirt a little bit with us. Yeah. Yeah, it's very clear who Mahoyo wants us to be with. It's very good for my ego. What, Sakayaka? No! No! The worst date! The least flirtatious! Hey, she got her socks wet for us. That's disgusting! (laughs) Did she wash those socks after she got in that nasty river? For my any future partner out there, I do not want that. Don't do it. I will just break up with you. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. Okay, second question, and then we'll jump into things. Who is your favorite traveler ship? Now, before you say anything, I can feel you guys all ready to burst a little bit. (laughs) I know that sometimes, like, it's different with Lumine and Aether, so feel free to give one for each of them or the same one. Hmm. I can say first, my favorite Lumine ship is Chai Lumi. I like Child Lumine. But my favorite Ether ship is the Zhao Ether. Yeah, that's good. Oh, that's good. That's a Which good is one. like Hoyoverse has really been pushing the Zhao Ether stuff lately. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. They really have. Uh, you know, it's weird. I, I don't think I've, I I actually thought about that with either because I don't play with him. I play with Lumine. Mm-hmm. So I'm almost like, I know that they behave the same. <laughs> 
depending <laughs> on like so who it is so it shouldn't matter but i'm like i don't know all i can keep thinking of is Catherine because he looks so devastated in that cut scene when you oh, see with Samara, i'm like oh he loves Catherine. i mean I'm it was nahida uh... at the time yeah. <laughs> i'm here for the ether Catherine. Yeah. <laughs> let's go but who would you put lumine with tip oh i put lumine uh, there's gonna be some story that comes back to child and while i don't think that he has had his full redemption arc as much as fiends believes i think it's coming oh yeah i think it's kind of like that was a little setup to what's gonna happen and i think that it's looming child all right al b what are your thoughts so the Aether Zhao top tier, I also, it's more of a thruple of Aether Child and Zhongli. Oh! That's a, an amazing ship. So I'm going to go with that one. Get the thruple in there. Ooh. And then with Lumine, it's actually Lumine and Skara. Okay. It's become my favorite just because there's a couple of comics that have come out on Twitter that have been like really cute and like heartbreaking and heartwarming at the same time. Yeah, the comics always get you. Yeah, it's either that or Lumin and Zhao, too. So Zhao just needs some love. Zhao needs all the hugs. But he's like, (laughs) stay away from me, my karmatic debt. That poor emo boy. All right, B, you're, what you thinking? I know it's a warm-up question almost. Okay, so I ship Lumine with, I'm going to say Ayaka, even though it's really close with her and Noelle. Okay. Ooh. Because of Noelle's hangout was so romantic. Yeah, it was. Remember that picture where they're like snuggling under the under tree? Under the tree? Together? Yeah. <laughs> yes! So cute. I think I have it in my teapot. <laughs> yeah. But I love the Ayaka story quest where <laughs> she gets her socks wet. And maybe oh something God. else. <laughs> that but... could be such an innuendo. She it got is. a sock. <laughs> I just love how romantic it was. I mean, I almost ship Ether and Ayaka together, but I play as Ether and I don't really ship him with anyone. So I like to sort of, I'm going to say that I ship Ether alone or maybe asexual. Ooh, okay. So I'm kind of feeling that vibe. But if I had to pick someone for Ether, I probably would pick Hazo. And I like the idea that Hazo could like use his detective skills to help find his sister. (laughs) He probably would be the only one who could. Right. Or Yelan. The two of them together. Yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) Okay. Interesting. Interesting. I like these. All right. So, travelers listening, each one of us has prepared our top three ships. So we're going to go around and we're going to say what our three ships are. Each of us can give like a few sentence description. And then I have some questions about them. Mm. Almost like we're playing like a couple's game. Like, you know, like when they hold up the shoe, it's like, who studied more in college? And they like hold up the shoe (laughs) at the bridal shower, like that style. (laughs) So let's see who knows their ships best and Uh what, who has the best ship? I will be judgy. Uh (laughs) I would also like to know if we surprise you with any of them. Okay. I won't. If anybody is surprised, because I I feel like you all know exactly which ones I'm going to say. So uh, I'll be interested to see if I shock anybody. I want to say before we jump into things that I had a really hard time with this because one of the ships that I kind of like includes Albedo, but I am like so hardcore into Nat Albedo that like I couldn't get my mind out of my story. And I was like, no, can't can't say it. Like, I'm not going for it. (laughs) It's really weird how that kind of affects you too. Yeah. Yeah, Well, you've been working on your OC for so long. I mean, I don't blame you. Mm -hmm. You have a whole 
relationship going on there. I do. You're like, <laughs> I ship Albedo with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> me as the author. <laughs> I wish I was as cool as Nat, but unfortunately, <laughs> I am not. <laughs> I'm not a knight. Oh, I've got I a badass scar. Cool. Thank you. But you no. are cool. <laughs> Anyway, less about me and my fictional boyfriends. Let's go with Al, because we go in ABC order for everything in this world. Al! <laughs> okay. Who are your top three ships? I'm going to not surprise anyone. I went with splitting my three ships into what are my favorite hetero, my favorite Le Dollar Beans, and <laughs> my favorite gay boys. Because, of course, so <laughs> hetero, no surprise, Gene DeLuke. <laughs> Vanilla as shit. <laughs> That's a classic one. I feel like the the game is all about that ship. Yeah, I don't know why that's been... That's definitely not vanilla, though, Al. I think it's quite steamy. Well, I mean, vanilla as in that's very expected of me to oh, say that. okay, okay. I couldn't have done Gene and Lisa, and, like, I do like it, but I just want more of a... How do I say? A more... <laughs> Fucking a little spicy, little spicy, but also I want pining, and D looks the best piner. Oh, okay. <laughs> I want a Pride and Prejudice moment. <laughs> I want that. I've actually seen some art where they've drawn them to be. I forget the two names. Was it Darcy? Me, Mr. Mr. Darcy. Yeah, and I've seen Elizabeth, it. Lizzie. <laughs> I've seen that art on Twitter. One hundred percent. I could see that. The best Pride and Prejudice, and I will die on this hill, is with Colin Firth. And if you don't watch that one, I will judge you. The other one with Keira Knightley is also great. It's great. But Colin Firth is the best Mr. Darcy. I haven't seen it, but I can't disagree with that because that just seems like a role made for him. It is so good. He is so awkward and it makes so much sense when you read it and have also like just lived anyway. So that was my hetero. That's a good way to describe them because I actually like them too and I don't like most straight ships. <laughs> but I actually like them together and I think you're right. They're both so reserved. So it's like you're waiting for their feelings to sort of bubble up and be uncontainable. The best hot smut <laughs> i also always am curious if like they were together prior to like d luke leaving monsta in the manga like right Ooh. before you know before the manga and i've had canon that they were and that's another issue with my story because they they're like definitely like a treasury relationship in my story mm. <laughs> mm. but like i would love to know if they were together if they ever had like a flirty relationship and then you know d luke had to fucking leave and ruin it all i mean he was going through some shit so it's <laughs> uh. understandable <laughs> <laughs> okay, also a non-surprising La Dollar Bean. And it's because I love both of these women very, very much. And that's Beto and Ningguang. And I love the archetype of very outspoken, very brash woman with a very high, mighty, reserved, very rich woman. I don't know why. <laughs> Maybe it's because I'm like, I feel like I'm Beto and I just want to be with Jillian Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I know she doesn't listen to this podcast, but Jillian Anderson, if, if you are, hello. I know, it's like, first off, hi. hi. <laughs> Did I tell y'all about when I went to see her in a play in London? No. It was her version of All About Eve. <gasps> and I waited for like the box office to open. Like if you wait in line super early, you can get same day tickets. Okay. Yeah. In like the first two rows. So I was like, hell yeah. So I was like waiting there for hours. And everyone who showed up 
early except for me were like these obsessive lesbians like she has <laughs> the most insane lesbian following that are like stalkers like the stuff i was hearing is like <laughs> these people follow her around they know like what time she picks up her kids like oh, <laughs> oh my, my god. god i mean Th- that's a bit crazy, but have you seen her? Oh, of course. I fully <gasps> seen understand. her in a pantsuit without a shirt. Yeah. Oh. She's perfect. She's flawless. She's yeah. flaw. Yeah, flawless. Flawless. All right. Okay. And now for my homo boys. This was also not surprising, but it's more of a new ship. And that is Al Haytham and Kiva or Kave. Kave. Who, I can't pronounce his name right now. You know, so I thought it was Kava, but I was doing the story today and he says Kave. Kave. Yeah, I thought it was Kava too, but I think it is Kave. Oh, I thought it, I was saying Kave. It's Kave. Kave. Uh, wait, yeah. say it again, Brandon. Kave. 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 That sounds more right. Kave. Either way, they're an old gay married couple and you can't <laughs> change my mind. You can't. Like, he, he's coming home and Kave is like, I'm moving all of the paintings right now. <laughs> like, we're doing this right now. They're hilarious. We all know couples like them, too. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Absolutely. And it's also, they have the best smut. They got the best smut. They do. It's they true. do. Mm-hmm. Al's right. Want him in game. Whenever he's in game. There are rumors. There are rumors, hopefully soon, before (laughs) 4.0. But yeah, no, we need him because I just want them in my party and I want them to bicker and I love it when they bicker because, of course, they go home and make up in many different ways. (laughs) But those are my three ships. And not surprising, they're the best and hottest and steamiest. I'm dead. (laughs) Okay, so then B, you're next. Who are your top three favorite ships? Okay, so my number three was going to either be Al's number two two and three <laughs> so i couldn't yeah. decide between Beiguang and or kavatham i think is what they're calling them. oh yeah that, yeah that work that rolls better i was gonna go with Beiguang, and i feel like kavatham is gonna climb the charts as we get to see them more mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah. but um yeah it's sort of for the same reason for Beiguang. i really like that one of them is really reserved and the other one you know she's like the richest person in the nation and has all this esteem about her and she's with this like whiskey drinking pirate and i like the idea that they both grew up from like very humble means and they're both super successful now but in completely different ways so i feel like they probably connect in that way and sort of have that respect for each other and then my number two is of course no one's surprised but you lamber oh yeah i love eula and amber together i feel like eula is like the lesbian character for me She's just so gay. And I love that they're very opposite. I love that she's cold and Amber's warm. (laughs) And they bring out, you know, probably the best parts of each other. They go to the hot springs together. Uh (laughs) Wherever they are. (laughs) <laughs> no matter how cold it is they <laughs> they're gonna strip together and bathe together <laughs> <laughs> i mean isn't yes. like isn't hot spring on a cold mountain the perfect way to sum up their relationship yes. yeah yeah absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> my number one is kazua and tomo <gasps> And I love that one, obviously, because of the drama and, you know, that whole Inazuma storyline and like the vision lighting up was so beautiful. But I really like also that, you know, we never got to meet Tomo. So you kind of can use your imagination and paint Mm -hmm. their story however you want. 
I want more Tomo. The tragedy of it all. I wish they would give us flashbacks. Yeah, yes. you, but you know what? Flashbacks more. are definitely newer to the game overall. Like We've definitely just started to see them, really. Starting with Iridori and... I mean, Sumeru really gave us a lot of flashbacks. So I think there's Mm -hmm. a high shot of you getting that soon. They need to like open a domain where you're going into Ermansoul and you can go into the past and like witness things that happen. (laughs) Oh my God, that'd be amazing. It would answer so many fucking questions. But that would even be cool to see like past cutscenes, wouldn't it? Like, yeah. Yes. Persona 5 has that. In Persona 5, at least in Persona 5 Royals, you can go, I forget what it's called, but there's like a little like game room area. And if you go there, it's like a lounge. There's an area where you can go and actually watch some of the cutscenes and see like some of the the pretty art that they kind of just show up the screen that would be so cool yeah they should do that in genshin okay and then you say okay so here's my one question before we move on to me who are you shipping kazuo with now if he were to move on who's your person he's moving on with (laughs) if he moves on i mean sometimes you can't move on it's hard i know I mean, I want him to eventually, but I don't think he's there yet. But what if he were? Like, who would it be? If he were, a lot of people ship him with Ayaka, which I don't mind. I know people ship him with Hazo, which mm-hmm. I don't mind. But yeah, I don't really have anyone particular in mind yet, but I'm always on the lookout. Like, I feel like he and Hazo would be cute, but like, there's something that's not perfect about it. So I'm still kind of like waiting for the right character. We know who Jolly would ship Kazuha with. Who? Herself. (laughs) (laughs) Jolly is like queen of random ships, like just putting two characters next to each other and be like, they look good together. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's one of my favorite (laughs) things ever. You'll be like waiting to enter a domain with her and she's like, they look cute, don't they? This is it. (laughs) She's like, this is my OTP. And I'm like, whoa, wait, what? I'm like, these characters have nothing to do with each other. (laughs) Okay, so I guess it's my turn now and i stutter as i say it because i had such a hard time picking like my third couple just give us multiples if you can't decide oh god you're gonna get like 75 couples for the last one <laughs> so my favorite couple hands down is sino tignari i really like that they're giving us this like hidden relationship idea they've definitely dropped a lot of breadcrumbs about it even in the newest uh, starlit sky animation thing that's online for this month it's like tignari's was like i sent kali to go get sino so we could watch the fireworks together and i'm like oh my god (laughs) why is this the perfect idea of two gay dads and their little adopted daughter literally (laughs) yeah i love the idea that like sino only listens to tignari and vice versa they seem to both be like very hot-headed people who are very soft around one another and i think people usually think that like tignari is like the softer one but i think tignari is more likely to kill you if you hurt sino than vice versa (laughs) (laughs) do i just like the dynamic of them a lot i think it's a lot of fun and i have found so much good and adorable art about it especially after tignari got struck by lightning there was so much good art that came out from that so they're my number one my second one is Shang Yun Xing Shou, which I'm sure surprised nobody. <laughs> <laughs> they were close to the top for me as well. Mm-hmm. I like almost the innocence in their relationship. Like, it's very mutual pining. 
I would assume that's how they got together was through like a mutual pining type of thing. And it's very clear, especially after the newest Lantern Rite, that Shang Yun knows Xing Shou's secret and knows that he's an author and has kept that a secret from all their other friends. And I like that, and this is going to sound weird, maybe you guys might be like, what the hell, Amanda? But I actually like that Xing Shou tests Shang Yun's Yang energy abilities. I feel like it's his way of pushing Shang Yun out of his comfort zone. So like Mm. slipping a pepper into his food he's like this is the shang yun i love he's being a little crazy and kooky today because he had a pepper or he's gonna go on stage and sing and dance with jin yan but he's having a good time like i feel like xing show does it more so to benefit shang yun not to like pick fun at him right I also like that Xing Shou is always coming up with ghost stories and trying to get Shang Yun to feel like he's doing something with the ghosts, <laughs> since like none of the ghosts will come near Shang Yun. <laughs> and that's really where I like run into an issue. And the long list is like <laughs> Hu Tao Zhao, Kaya Albedo, Haizo Kazua, Jean Diluc, Mona Scara, Child Lumin. I don't want to ship the Traveler because I feel like everyone is shipped with the Traveler, so I didn't want to throw that in. And I think if I really had to pick, it would be between Hu Tao Zhao and Kaya. Albedo? Really? I am shocked that it wasn't Child Lumine. Yeah. Well, I just feel like shipping the Traveler with someone is so hard because they ship everyone with the Traveler and everyone is so flirty. So I just feel like it's not a fair ship to put out there if that makes sense like it's something i would never write about personally like i've written a lot of ting yari sino like angsty pieces and i've written you know shang yun and xing Shou are dating and friends with nat in my story but i would never write traveler uh, that's a fucking lie actually i am writing traveler and child together <laughs> <laughs> but i don't want to include it so then kaya albedo i like but i have a hard time because nat and albedo are dating and also like we kind of threw out a few times the kaya albedo sibling theory and now i'm just yeah like, that's no. what i was gonna ask you yeah. like would that change if they found out oh, they were yeah, of course bros. it would change so i they have to go true bros but brothers so i have to go hu tao zhao yeah and my reasoning for that is they have this weird connection with butterflies and mm. i forget exactly where it comes from but like hu tao's storyline is something about butterflies and hu tao has this weird connection to the afterlife and to death and i think that zhao also has a weird connection more mentally than physically like hu tao does to death as well into that afterlife thought and hu tao as we saw in lantern right i shipped them before lantern right of 2023 just an fyi for our travelers listening but i really <laughs> I really think Lantern Wright proved that they were kind of meant to be at the same time because Hu Tao went out of her way to invite Zhao. She had no other reason. She was like, the Conqueror of Demons is coming to our freaking dinner, coming to my dinner, and we are going to honor him, and I'm going to let him know that he's going to be safe and he's not going to hurt anyone. And the fact that <laughs> Zhao actually came he was like i felt like it kind of be rude not to go and i'm pretty sure he also says in one of his voice lines that he finds hu tao funny and i just like the idea of the two of them i think hu tao isn't afraid of death because of her connection with the afterlife so even if having a vision didn't keep her safe from zhao she'd still be with him but i could go on forever and ever on that so those are my three tiff it's your turn <laughs> before i ramble too much more my top one is Raiden Yaimiko. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just think that the story very much puts them together as having the strong relationship, probably more so as friendship, but I think it it goes much past that. I think like Yaimiko, kind of that same thing you were saying with Shang Yu and Jing Zhou, it's Yaimiko is pushing A. Like A kind of is stuck in this little like loop, and Yaimiko's like, oh, you know what we can do? I'm gonna send this traveler over there and just go fuck things up. <laughs> but it's for 
her own good at the same time. So I think I just really like them together as like kind of always being there for one another. Yeah. My second ship, I don't know if anybody else ships these two together, but to me, it makes the most perfect sense. And is Rosaria and Shenha. Yes! <laughs> and it's mainly because they just seem like the most outsider characters, but they're in so much. Like they're important <laughs> characters and like they come up a lot, but they never really seem to click entirely with people. There's always a little bit of outsider notion with them. So I just think that, that would bring them together. I also think that they're both sus in a way. I love them both, but they are, they both have something else going on that I really hope one day comes out. But I think because of that, their trauma of Rosaria was pulled from her family, but Shenha's family tried to kill her. You know, they have, <laughs> they have these equal bonds. They are both raised by other people. And, you know, I think that they can relate to one another for that. I love it. And they're hot. And they're hot. <laughs> and they're hot. They're just hot, very, very hot. hot. Lesbians. <laughs> I'm all about it. So the last one is, and this is funny, this somewhat was a joke in the beginning, but I truly, truly stick by it. I love Sino and Candace together. Mm-hmm, we it know. really developed from a, a piece of art. We have a spotlight on uh, one uh, on an artist for the Sumeru episode, which is their name is Two Bells, One Ravine. And it's actually this piece that's up there. And it's this beautiful painting of Sino and Candace. And they are meant to be together. Like they are just one. And I used to, every time that Fiends would bring up her Tignari Sino ship, I'd be like, that's nice and all, but it's Candace. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's cute, but no. Every time. <laughs> and I, my only argument to it was, did you see the picture? <laughs> so I would just throw, I would send the picture to her. And, I'm and like, then I'd on. be like, I don't care about your fucking picture. <laughs> every time. But what do you think of the, the Candace Deha? Oh, I like that one too. I do like that one too. And that's probably the one that could potentially sway me. <laughs> But I can't go down that road yet. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. I'm sticking with Sido Candace. And again, so if you check out Between Our Seasons, make sure you check out all of our artist spotlight. It was something that we introduced a little bit later into the season. So you'll start seeing some posts on our social media to kind of catch up so we can make sure we give a lot of love to some of these great artists that are in the community. But you'll also look at it and go, oh yeah, Sino Candace, Sumero Unless episode. you're me, you'll be like, uh, no. <laughs> okay, so I have some questions about your ships now and you guys can answer in whatever order you want but who made the first move in these ships Oof. let me Ooh. let me go first <laughs> i was like i already know <laughs> yeah gene and d luke are uh still trying <laughs> i'm dead no move has been made nothing no move has been made they're still pining it'll be another 20 years before they finally admit to themselves that they're in love <laughs> of course it was beto with beto and ning Wong. Mm-hmm. yeah Though I feel like depending, Beta was the first to say that they were like interested, but Ning Wang was the one who like took the upper hand and like made it happen. And then I feel like with Al Haytham and Kayla, it was, you know what? I think it would have been Al Haytham at that time who <laughs> made the first move. Yeah, I think it would. That's <laughs> the first move being, hey, why don't you move into my house? Yeah. It's like <laughs> the no, very first move. No, it's like, we'll make a deal if you move in. And <laughs> you gotta bread my butter. Yeah, yeah. Bread my exactly. butter. If you're staying for free to recoup your palace funds, yeah. I said that completely backwards. It's butter my bread. <laughs> bread my butter. Yeah, I'm gonna okay. bread, bread my now. butter. Got it. Screw I'll that. 
Al Haytham and Kaveh are so lesbian. I mean, yeah. to move in that fast. Like, was there like a U-Haul Sumter beast? Yes. Yes. <laughs> you missed it. It was off to the back. Well, that's the thing. He probably had to sell all his stuff to like try and like recoup all the money he lost. Because yeah, of Dory. <laughs> like, damn, Dory. Calm down. So it's like he came in and like, I have a key. I have a key to my name. And I keep losing my key. That's the real ship is Dory and Mora. <laughs> ah, the scrooge mcduck of this world that little psychopath uh i still she's a little elton john psychopath that is my explanation for her always and i love her she's such a little like weirdo absolutely so for me my big one i'm gonna say it was ning wang who made the first move because i could see beto sort of flirting with her and like an almost like i dare you to be ashamed of me flirting with you <laughs> and ningguang kind of like you know coyly like allowing it to happen and like not really giving away anything and then actually like forcefully like making a move on beto and like i could see beto being like really like shocked and embarrassed by it at first yeah it's <laughs> a good one okay and then my number two you lamber I think Eula obviously made the yeah. first move there mm -hmm. and Amber was shocked and then was like, what are these feelings? <laughs> this is vengeance. And then with Kazuha Tomo, I think I like to imagine that Tomo was sort of more of the dominant one because I mean, Kazuha is so chill and kind of like flowing with the breeze. And I could see Tomo sort of being more of like his anchor and like you know, more um, straightforward and upfront. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we know that he was really ambitious and like had a strong sense of of justice and everything. So I could see him being sort of more direct. So I'm going to say Tomo for that one. Tomo also seems like, I don't know, more mature for some reason in my head. Mm -hmm. I feel like he would be like, bra, these are feelings. We got to figure this out. <laughs> I'm sure he said bra. Yeah. <laughs> why wouldn't you <laughs> they weren't dating yet that's why so for mine i'm gonna say that hu tao 100 made the first move on zhao zhao's too awkward he's too awkward he's too afraid he's gonna like hurt her <laughs> somehow and he's she's like calm the fuck down let's go <laughs> on a date shang yun and ching show i definitely think it's ching show again i think that between these two couples it's very obvious who made the first move for Sino Tignari, it's a little harder. I'd like to say that Sino made the first move, but that Tignari was at his breaking point of almost making the first move. <laughs> I think Tignari is a little more emotionally aware, and Sino probably took a little bit to come to the realization of like, oh, oh, <laughs> oh. And I feel like Tignari wouldn't want to make Sino uncomfortable when Sino wasn't really 100% sure what was going on in his, like, emotional capacities. So I think it was Sino, but I think, you know, Tignari was right on that edge of being like, ugh, just kiss me, you fool. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that with Raiden and Yaimiko, again, Yaimiko being the absolute flirt that she is, Mm. I think that mm. she would have initiated it, but I almost feel like she would have initiated it without really even knowing. Because I feel like <laughs> Yaimiko is that type of person who just flirts. Like, she doesn't actually know all the time she's doing it. Right. Trust me, she knows when she's doing it. Like, Goru <laughs> has found out. But, you know, I think she's just that kind of exudes this type of nobleness. You know, she's got this crazy amount of self-esteem, I guess. <laughs> mm -hmm. I just really feel like it was her. With Rosaria and Shenha, I kind of feel like it was like a mutual. I could see them like hanging out at 
like Angel Sharon just getting drunk, which normally Rosario would do with Kaya. So <laughs> I could see them just kind of like having a few and just kind of like kind of almost stepping into it. The last one I would say with Sino and Candace, I'm going to say it was Candace because a boy with shorts like that, it's got to be Candace. He's got to, she's, wow. she's definitely wears the pants of the family. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to bring it back to the shorts again. Oh my God, um, but I do no. feel like Candace is a very strong character. And I think that Sina would kind of be like a little bit like, I'm doing all my work brooding in this corner. And Candace be like, but hey, <laughs> hey. <laughs> She's like, put that down. And yeah. Come over here. <laughs> come over here. <laughs> so then my, my next question is, how long have your ships been together for? eternity <laughs> literally <laughs> they're not together they're just pining well you know what i actually do not know when yaimiko comes into eyes story now that i think about it i do not know when she shows up i think it's after wasn't it after the the other i would imagine it's after the cataclysm because she's not shown in anything with that little group of people with like lady sing on and stuff Singo, Singo. The trauma friend group that all yes. died? Mm-hmm. I'll have to, I'm going to have to look into that because I actually do not know. But I'm sure it was, like, I think that song, like, I've loved you for a thousand years, like, that, that's them. Aww. Totally them. So cute. And Rosaria and Shen Ha, I would say, is fairly new. Because yeah. I think when, like, Shen Ha just finally came, you know, came down off of the mountains, fixed the jade chamber, I think that's when she just finally started talking to people and i think there's a lot still in her story where she's like i'm trying to be human and she is human <laughs> but she's just like i don't know what it's like to be a person what is personhood we don't Honestly, know <laughs> i have no idea yeah and i think with my last one with Sino and candace they've been together for a bit that would make sense too i admit it took us completely out of order that's literally fine i'll go next so i think that Sino and tignari have been together since like a year before kale came into the picture I think that they kind of were still like a fresh relationship and they've been together maybe like a year. And then Sino just came back from onset one day and was like, we have child. <laughs> and not me. the murderer. Yeah, not the murderer, <laughs> but we have a, a, a kid now. And Tignari was like, what the fuck? <laughs> All right. I do feel like, you know, they had to have been together in some capacity for Sino to be like, Tignari's going to be cool with this. <laughs> So I do think they've probably been together the longest out of mine. I would then say next is Shang Yun and Xing Shou. And even then, it's still fresher, maybe like a year, because they are a little younger. So I think that they did a lot of like mutual pining and maybe just got together. There's a chance that they're not together just because of everything with Xing Shou's family. I know we kind of expressed that maybe Xing Shou's family wouldn't be the most accepting of Xing Shou and Shang Yun. So there's that idea too. So I'm not sure if they have been together about a year or if they're like under the covers together. And then I would say Hu Tao and Zhao is like brand new. And not necessarily because of Lantern Rite, but because of the chasm. The chasm storyline with Zhao is where he realizes he can be with humans that have visions. So Mm. I would say that, you know, they've maybe been together a few months. (laughs) I like that. Mm -hmm. So I feel like this, I needed to research this one because I feel like... some of them you might be able to actually find out. Oh, yes. In terms of like when they met and stuff. But, you know, with Kazuo Tomo, obviously Tomo <laughs> died during the Vision of Decree. He went. So it was before that. <laughs> <laughs> 
I would say like they still were so in love in my mind at that point. So I would say that it was like within just a few years of that. Okay. Mm. And then with you, Lambert, I mean, I would say that's like relatively new. I think that is definitely like within maybe like the last three to four years. Wait, how old is Amber? Like 19 or something? I would, yeah. I thought she was like 20 because she can drink at the 20? tavern, right? I don't know. The drinking laws are confusing. Like it was definitely not before Amber turned 18. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With Mingguang and Beto, I feel like that one was like a little bit longer, like maybe like well established 10 years ago or something as like Beto was, you know, building her sort of reputation. And Mingguang was like, I, well, I can't ignore this pirate business that's going on. So I need to meet this person. And that's <laughs> when that started. And then Al, did you say all of yours were still like mutual pining? Is that no, what you- no, 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 no. Oh. I was just saying like clearly <laughs> Jean and D. Luke are not together yet. They're still pining. It'll take them another century. <laughs> I agree with definitely with bees with like Ningguang and Beto. Like it's got to be either five to 10 years that they've been like, they, they're pretty established. They're very comfortable. And like, it's not a new thing. With Al Haitham and Keva, I'm going to say relatively recent that this started because they were roommates. And... <laughs> I had to say it. I had to say it. <laughs> so, like, whenever they moved in, a day after, that's how long. <laughs> I'm dead. The day after. <laughs> so, who walked in on who while they were getting dressed? Uh, Al Haytham walked in. <laughs> Okave was just, like, walking around nude. <laughs> yeah, basically. It's like, what are you doing home? I thought you were with the scribes. It's like... That ended an hour ago. <laughs> Al Haytham goes, I'm the only scribe. Al Haytham is like sitting naked, like with his feet up on the table. <laughs> like, this is what I would normally do. I'm making myself at home. It's like, I forgot I invited you in. <laughs> so I have one last question then. And you guys won't like me for this question. Oh, no. Out of your ships, it's endgame. One of them has to die. Each one. That someone <laughs> dies in your pair. Why you gotta kill everybody? You really are obsessed with death. You want somebody to die. I like drama, but I just <laughs> think that a lot of times we talk about the game and we talk about, I mean, I know they're siblings, but I think a great example is the way we talk about Kaya and D. Luke, right? We're always like, one of them's gonna end up dying and we're always like, which sibling's gonna die, right? And I feel like for a lot of these couples, it could be the same way. Mm-hmm. So who's gonna die in your ships? And why? D-Luke. <gasps> D-Luke, while he's fighting with Kaya, they both die trying to save each other. And this is what unlocks Jean's final ascension as Vanessa. <laughs> she just grows red hair. <laughs> Reincarnation. Yeah, that's the end game. She's actually the unknown god. I'm no! kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. But yeah, D-Luke would die. And then Lisa would come in and be like, I'm your OTP now. <laughs> She began your rebound. It wouldn't be a rebound. It would just be together forever. And then I feel like Ning Guang would die. She'd probably sacrifice the Jade Chamber, but maybe she thought Beto was in the way of like whatever it be. So maybe she thought Beto was still in the Jade Chamber. So she went in to try and save her, but Beto was safe. And so, oh my God, tragic. Oh, <laughs> this is just going to make me cry. 
Uh, but I think Ming Guang would die, and then Beto would have this moment of like deep tears, and it'd be raining and storming, and it would just be so sad. And then she finds out Ming Guang left all of her money to her. <laughs> yeah. Like, that wouldn't make her happy, though. She'd be like, oh, God damn it. I can't revive her anyway. <laughs> like, what am I going to do with this? And then it would be Keva, but he would just be stupid and die. And then El Haytham will be sad and then, like, go on a fuckboy rampage. <laughs> Oh my. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Just to try and get over his one true love. It like unlocks his internal homophobia. Yes. Oh no. His internalized homophobia. He's oh, like, no. just turn. He just like goes full slut. <laughs> <laughs> he goes full slut because he know he can never get over his love for Kiva and just like to distract himself because he never truly told him he loved him. Oh God so sad i get real dark <laughs> and tragic well for me you know kazuo tomo one of them already died so that <laughs> so that makes that easier <laughs> with you lamber i definitely think amber would die and it would be like oh! so awesome to see eula just like lose it her, yeah like just you go like it. full dark phoenix like yes. ice queen dark phoenix and just like kill everyone like just go berserk mm-hmm. i would love that and then with ningguang beto i actually would see beto dying and because i feel like that would be an interesting scene to watch ningguang have to try to keep herself together since okay. she's the leader of the nation really yeah. when, and like everyone's going to be like looking to her so like her having to sort of very privately grieve whilst also like utilizing all of her resources to like seek vengeance on whoever did it so i think that with mine with a and yaniko i think that yaniko would be the one that would die and a would be like inconsolable and i think just like b was saying about eula and like going on this like ginormous rampage and everybody will feel my vengeance a is gonna do the same type of thing she's gonna be like oh you want to see something fucked up and just lose it that'd be scary yeah it would be horrifying (laughs) Uh uh-huh i think with rosaria and shanghai almost feels the same kind of thing i think rosaria would die and Shenha would be like, untie me. Take the ropes off. Yes. <laughs> Unlock the beast. Unlock my crazy. <laughs> Here <go>. she goes. <laughs> and then I feel like with Sino and Candace, I feel like Sino would do everything to save Candace. And mm-hmm. I feel like he would end up dying while trying to save her. Right. Aww. Yeah. Mine are kind of hard. And I asked the fucking question. I had I was time. about to say. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like in Hu Tao Zhao, I think Ku Tao would die. And my reason for that crush Zhao even more. Are you kidding me? This poor baby. My reason for that is that Zhang Li would probably call Zhao to do whatever bidding he needed to do during whatever time this is. Because I'm sure there's gonna be some end of game, the sky is falling, chicken little shit going on. Like, and Zhang Li is gonna ask Zhao for help, and Zhao still feels indebted to Zhang Li. And I think that Zhao would be out helping and that Hu Tao would be trying to do her best back in Liwei Harbor or wherever it might be, and that something would happen to her and 
she would die, but Xiao would get there for like the final moments. You know, Hu Tao would say his name like under her breath that she's dying type of thing and then would summon him and it'd be really, really depressing. And Hu Tao would be like, don't worry, I'm not scared to death and I'll see you again because I know the afterlife and how it works. Um, It'd be really sad. Damn, your next story is writing itself. Oh, no. Wow. I think Shang Yun and Xing Shou, I think it would be Shang Yun and I think it would be because, you know, he combusted. I mean, there. <laughs> I think that Shang Yun, like, give it, again, the sky is falling in this situation in my head. Like, the all of Tava is fighting something. I just think that Shang Yun would go Yang energy crazy uh, on purpose to protect his friends and protect Li Wei and protect Xing Shou. And I think something would happen. I think he would end up fighting alongside Shen Ha, possibly. And mm. I just could see something happening to him and him dying because of that. For Tingyari Sino, it's honestly, that's the hardest one because they're both like self-sacrificing people, but in different ways. One already got electrocuted once. Right. So Sino is self-sacrificing in a way where it's his duty, right? This is my job. This is what I have to do. And I'm going to sacrifice myself because that's what I have to do. Judgment, right? But Tignari is more self-sacrificing in a way where he doesn't think about it. He just does it because he thinks it's the right thing to do. Like, I know it didn't happen, but I could see Tignari pushing Deha out of the way and getting struck by lightning instead of her type of thing, even though that's not what happened. Maybe they die together. There is a part of me that thinks they would die together, but there's also a part of me that thinks that Tignari would die because he's more emotionally reacting. So shoving Sino out of the way, shoving Kale out of the way, jumping in front of Kale, whatever it might be. I actually wrote something where he did jump in front of Kale and got like stabbed, but that's a different story for a different day. <laughs> I just think that's like such Jesus. his character where Sino would be have more thought behind it. He would take that extra second to think and Tignari wouldn't. He would just do to protect. So yeah, those are mine. Yeah, so I'm glad we ended this on a really sad note. <laughs> <laughs> happy Valentine's Day. Yeah, happy, happy Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day. Go cry. Also, our favorite Valentines to the fans, to the people who listen. Yes. We're very attracted to you. <laughs> Ooh, it's getting it's getting a little warm in here. <laughs> is that the room or is my yang energy spiking? <laughs> <laughs> Travelers, that is all the time we have today for our episode. We hope that everyone has a super amazing Valentine's Day, Galentine's Day, Genshin-Times Day, however you're spending it. Sex day. Whatever it might be. We hope you're having an amazing day. We want to remind you all that we'll be back March 15th for the start of season two of Tales of Tavad, a Genshin Hi. Lore podcast. Otherwise, in the meantime, you can follow us at Tales of Tavad Pod on Instagram or Tales of Tavad on Twitter to stay up to date on everything we're doing. We uh, have some fun content coming out in the meantime, and we really hope to see you guys on March 15th. Otherwise, travelers, safe journeys. We'll see you next time. Bye, romantic nerds. <laughs>